Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Through My Lens. I'm your host, Karen Jackson. And on Through My Lens, we take time to feature men and women who are not letting their circumstances, their challenges, define who they are they can accomplish. And I am so happy to have a homegirl from Dayton, Ohio, on this uh, edition, Mrs. Loretta Williams Grinnell. She is a lead strategist, a STEM influencer, and founder of the Super Ladies Network. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Oh my goodness, Karen. It's so good to be seen. It's good to see a, a fellow Buckeye Ohioan. Uh, yes, love the fact that I spent a good number of time and years in Dayton, Ohio, but a girl from Trotwood, Ohio, who loves her roots in Trotwood and from Trotwood and love everybody that that has supported us and from the Dayton and surrounding areas. This is just good to see your face. Woo, it's so good to see your face. Yes. Good to see you too. <laughs> I know it's been a while yes. on Facebook, but I'm so happy to talk to you as part of our Winning Women series in honor of Women History Month. So why don't you start us off by telling us a little bit about what are you doing these days that you're away from Dayton, Ohio, and you're just changing the world. Tell us a little bit about what that's all about. Ooh, that's, that's, that's a very heavy and loaded question, but uh, Karen, I would hope that each and every day that I rise and give thanks that I am I'm an example of what faith looks like and what favor exemplifies. And what my goals are each and every day is just to live intentionally. And I happen to do that through the opportunity of being the founder of the Super Lady Network, which benefits Supergirl Shine Foundation. And the beautiful thing about that whole network is that we get a chance to authenticate what girls can become through the lens of STEM innovation and leadership initiatives for LMI students. So those are in low, moderate income or underserved and underrepresented communities. And it is a it is a joy to be able to do that. Absolutely. And you know, we are all about empowering women and especially our young girls. Yes. Because that young girls that uh, dream become women with vision and that makes things happen and help to change the world. So I am so uh, honored to have you here today. And tell me, what exactly inspired you to uh, pursue this line of work? So just being a leadership strategist, I think, well, it's so funny you asked me that question because one of my teammates, so a lot of people may not know, I play basketball and I've played since the fifth grade and I attended Central State University, graduated from Central State University, earned a scholarship, a uh, very proud HBCU alum and product of an HBCU. And just having that experience as a team player, as a baller, really changed my life. My big sister, I have to owe it to my big sister Liz of introducing me to sports because my mother, our mother was very big in education, but sports was not a part of it. And so she introduced me to sports and I literally, basketball saved my life. And one of my teammates saw a post that someone was talking about me being a leader and doing some things. And she said, Loretta, you've been a leader all your life. 
you were a leader on that basketball court when we started playing. You would make sure we got the practice. You made sure that we had our grades together. You made sure we stayed out of trouble. You were like, look, this is my ticket to college and we got to do this. And and I was like, wow, okay. So I, I guess I was born a leader. You know, I think I was born, I was positioned to lead. I'll say that. I was positioned to lead. You know, life has a funny way of, of causing you to step up and do some things. And so life has not always been sweet mm -hmm. for me but grace and mercy have followed me. And so therefore with having life, not always being sweet, but grace and mercy following me, it just gave me the tools to be able to lead in the place that I am. And then I've been able to teach others how to literally grow from the spot that you're in and then learn how to shine through your own lens. So, you know, my walk is not everyone else's walk, but I'm grateful for the journey. And I'm grateful that I understand the power of leadership. And since I have a platform, I have a responsibility to lead by example. Ms. Loretta? Yes. Yes. A little technical difficulties, but we're gonna okay. keep plugging along. Can you hear me okay now? You kind of faded I out, can hear. so I really didn't hear your last. Yes, okay. So what I was just saying that it's it's best just to lead by example. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfectly. Yes, it's wonderful. It's best just to lead by example. And although my life, as I was saying, my life has not always been sweet, but the journey has. Has been prior. Learn how to grow where I am and then move in the path in which I've been called to move into. I like what you said about being uh, positioned to lead. And I think that's so important that you equip yourself so that when those leadership opportunities, big or small, in your daily life, like you just said, leading, leading by example, when you have these, you're just, you just do what you normally do. And so I, I do believe though, it, it takes preparation to be positioned to lead. And it also takes a humbleness to know when that you are in that position to lead, mm -hmm. that you are bold enough to speak up and to speak up and stand up and speak out, but humble enough to know that everywhere that you land, you need to add value and not just be boisterous. And so my, my whole goal is live intentionally, but add value everywhere you land because you just never know who you are going to impact by just your presence by your word and your deed amen very well said so talk to me a little bit about you mentioned about talk to me a little bit about Really are leadership. Okay. Ken, would you repeat that question again? It came in through this a little bit fuzzy. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I wanted to ask you, um, what do you, how do you define leadership? Great question. Leadership for me is pushing and not pulling. 
And the reason why I say leadership for me, my philosophy of leadership and anyone that knows me, I'm a pusher. And the reason why I push is because I have found the strategies, the best practices, and also the, the stick to itness on how to push you into your greatness by giving you exposure and access. See, when you pull something, you tear it apart. So in my leadership, my goal is not to ever pull you into doing anything that you are designed to do or equipped to do, but I want to push you into it. I want to make sure that you have the resources, the skills, and that you have the access to be able to go to the next level. So my philosophy is simply, I push you into your greatness, because if I pull you, you'll tear apart. Very well said. That's so, wow. So. Talk to us about inspiration. Um, what inspires you to make an impact, to add that value everywhere you go? What inspires you? Well, my daily inspiration is just the fact that I have breath. <laughs> just real simple. Is that if when I get up every day, I literally make a loud sound and I breathe. And I give thanks for that breath. That is that breath is so important to me. And then I place my feet, Karen, on the floor and I did it without any assistance. I was able to, you know, just pull my feet down. And then I said, "Ooh, my toes are moving. So I have feet to walk on. That means I have a sure foundation. And then I get real quiet, real quiet. I look out the window and I see the sun. Most of the time it's no sun out. It's really like the street lights because it's so early when I rise. But I look outside and just know that I can see, I can see something different beyond me. So I just give thanks for those things. And then I sit and I'm quiet and I listen. I listen for exactly what I'm supposed to be doing that day and how I'm supposed to be doing it. Because I do have a calendar that guides me, but it's more the, spe the specifics of it. Like, how am I supposed to do and how am I supposed to accomplish these things today? And is there's anything new that I need to add to this particular day? So give us this day. Right. And then when I think about those things, um, that's my daily morning. But my my life inspiration is truly just to be a vessel that really represents my family and my God. Well, and I'll start with my parents. You know, without my parents, I wouldn't be here. I want to represent my sisters. I want to be a light for them. I want them to be proud of their sister, right? I want our parents' legacy to continue. I want us to make a difference. I want us to be better, stronger, connected, and more impactful than our parents were. And with each generation, it should go. But then I look at my dudes. Now, you know, I'm affectionate about my dudes. I affectionately say that about my husband and our two sons. They give me inspiration to be the best lady possible. And without those dudes, I probably would not smile as much as I do because they are hams and they keep me laughing, smiling <laughs> and everything. So my daily inspiration is just the breath that I breathe, the foundation that I get a chance to walk on, understanding that I had a, I had a parents who were proud of me and I will continue their legacy in spite of that I have sisters that are still alive and I want to be able to say that we are proud of each other. And then my immediate family and my dudes, that I be the lady that they rise up and call blessed and that they are proud to be able to carry next to them on their arms. That's awesome. You know, you said something important. Um, you said a lot of things, but 
I think one of the things that um, we all have had to experience over the last year with everything going on is learning how to be still and be silent. And uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, someone is, is struggling and, you know, they to sit there and be still. I, I definitely was. <laughs> yes. I, I had a hard time being still, but God helped me that it was in those still, quiet moments that he was able to speak to me. And I was able to hear it in a different way that I wasn't able to hear before. You know, being still is a position, Karen, in my mind. Being still is a position. So it's a physical position, but it's also a mental position. And see, a lot of times people think if they're not busy, they're not productive. And I, I would beg to differ. I get a whole lot done in the mornings because I'm still. See, I can blot out and move out the noise when I'm still. I can blot out and move out the things that I don't need to tap in for that day because I'm still. I can literally see productivity happen before it even comes because that's vision. Before the day begins when I'm still. But if I live a life that's busy, doesn't mean I'm productive. And every day that I close my eyes, I wanna be able to say, as Warren Buffett has shared, if you want to be successful, you need to learn something new every day. Many of us just do the same things over and over every day. But think about it. If you learn just one new thing every single day and that positions you to be stronger in a skill set or in a particular area of study or in your career or as a leader, imagine what you can now pour from your cup. And so I think the beautiful thing about being still is that my cup is full. And so when my cup is full, it runneth over. And so what, what those who are assigned to me, they get the blessing of the running over. And then I get the blessing of having a cup that's full. And so I'm just grateful that being still is everything for me. Yes, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Push up a little bit. Um, what are some of the, what would you give us some of the top two lessons that you learned about leadership in, in your endeavors? I'll say the first thing is leadership is not being a boss. So that's for me. If I am the only one who can produce, I'm not a leader. I'm a dictator. And so I really like the team approach and I am big on team. I'm big on building teams because everyone, anyone that's come around me, the very first thing, like within the first one or two questions, when we get to know each other, if they're part of either the board that we sit on, or if I'm working with a strategic team, or if I'm working with a task force team, I want to know about your goals. I want to know about what you want to accomplish because Karen, those who are goal seekers, they will then seek to have their goals fulfilled while they are fulfilling your goals. And so the more goals that they can fulfill and they know that you are pushing them into greatness and not tearing them apart because we know what happens when one is torn apart. 
then they are going to want to help you fulfill your goals. So I think that's the first thing is that dictatorship is not leadership and being a boss doesn't make you a leader. So you really need to understand about growing up, building up those around you that they can become your successor at any time. And then the next thing I would say, a great principle that I've learned is Loretta. I'm going to say my whole name, the one my mother gave me and father, Loretta Ann Williams. And I'll put Grinnell on there now that I'm married, right? Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. A lot of times we cannot get to the next level because we are in our own way. And so what I have found in my leadership is Loretta Ann Williams Grinnell. If you want to go to the next level, you have to get out of your own way and you have to trust the process. You have to trust what you've been equipped with and the strategies that you've learned that you are teaching your team to fulfill. And the great thing about it, Karen, is when those things may not happen the way that you would like them to happen, it's okay to pivot and it's okay to redirect and it's okay to channel them back so that we can get back on track. But if I have to do everything, I only have two hands and only have 24 hours. So if I'm going to be successful, we have to be successful. So I would say those two things, no dictatorship and get out of your own way. And so if someone themselves, because I think what you said about being out order to come together and just it's power in numbers. It's just, it's just someone finds themselves in their own way. How do they how do they identify that they made their own way? And what's one thing you would recommend that they do to get out of their way? First thing I would say is be clear about what you want. See, we need to know what we want. We how can we lead others if we don't even know what we want? That's the first thing. Is sit still. Write it down, make it plain. That's vision work. I'm not talking necessarily about a vision board. I'm talking about vision work. Write it down and make it plain. And then hold yourself accountable. Then when you do, the accountability is big because now when you have this assignment, if you're not assigned to something and people are not assigned to you, that means they're attached to you. And we know what happens when people are attached to you and they, it gets heavy. So the first thing is I would suggest is that you get clear, just get clear in your space and in your mind about what you want, what you desire. And then once you've done that, once you get clear about what you want and what you desire, then I would also write that down. Once you write those strategies down, once you write these tips down, then what happens is you start putting goals to them. You start making sure that they're measurable. And then Uh-oh. Did we lose each other? Yeah, we did for a minute. Okay. So I'll go back. That's fine. So get clear. Get clear about what you want. And then the next thing is write that clarity down. Make sure it's relevant. Choose two to three goals. You don't need a list of five, ten, six, all those goals. Two to three measurable goals. Make sure they're smart goals. And then assign, get people around you to help you be successful with those goals. Because again, if you have to do everything, are you really a leader or are you a dictator? 
and then trust the process, build in time to review those goals, and then adjust when needed. Clarity is so key. Having clear vision is so key. Make sure it's clear, it's relevant, and it causes one to solve a problem. Not be a problem, Karen, but solve a problem. Dr. Miles Monroe would say, if he were living today, he would say to Loretta, because he we we before he passed, we had a conversation and I have his book and just talking to him was very intimate. We only had a few minutes with him, a time to be able to have true conversation, but he would say this, those who solve problems will never want. They'll always be wealthy because think about it. If I'm a problem solver, you can hire me because I can help you reach the next level. So if you're still watching, I just want to share with you that, again, let me just recap on this conversation of Through the Lens with Karen Jackson, is leadership is not dictatorship. It truly is one who pushes and not pulls. And then get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. Set SMART goals. When you set those SMART goals, then you know that they're measurable. Be accountable to those goals and don't be afraid to pivot when necessary.